FYI, this podcast contains spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 45 of the podcast that goes snicked. I'm your host, Jason Venable, and I'm joined once again by Denise Seibert. Hello. What's up? rough day <laughs> yeah well you know why don't we uh snick that day right in half with three claws three claws we'll see i'm not gonna guarantee that so we're gonna look at chapter four of the wolverine digicom <laughs> japan's most wanted and chapter four is the secret book of the hand Ooh. yeah this is written by jason aaron and jason latour with the scripting by Jason Latour, layouts by Yves Bigarel, pencils by Paco Diaz, inks by Scott Henna, colors by Israel Silva, letters by VCs Corey Pettit. Alright, so this one actually starts off with a uh, previously screen. So we've never seen this before. Well, not, not in this comic, no. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of like maybe the cap on the inside page of a comic book. But it's all black with white text, kind of like the front of a movie might be. Maybe. And I kind of wondered why they did this. I guess they felt like three issues was enough. Time to do a little catch-up. Okay. That's the only thing I can think of. So, we start off with a Japanese woman in a... Uh, Pink kimono. Yeah, I want to I call these dojos, but they're not. They're pagoda, pagodas? I thought pagoda. Or is that just a temple? That's the temple. Ah, uh, shoot. Anyway, a Japanese house with the open, the big, like, open door wall. So the wall goes outside. And she's staring out at the moon and the stars and some cliffs. A little bonsai growing in the corner. Yeah, and I didn't notice on the phone that the painting is not a dude playing guitar. It's some kind of, like, animal, like a lion or a ground squirrel or something. Uh... It's something with a tail. Yes, it has a tail. That's a beaver. It's a portrait of a beaver. Georgia no. O'Keefe did it. It's just, it's just vaginal. No. Vaginal art. Oh, my goodness. All right. I had an art professor one time tell me that all art was either vaginal or phallic. What the hell? <laughs> Who told you that? An art, art professor in one of the well, uh, in one of the textbooks I had, one of the guys, one of the critics. So Jan van Eyck, famous Netherlandish painter. I think that's Dutch is the word you're looking for. Whatever, he's phallic or vaginal. Right. He's the one that created. Um, oh gosh, now I can't remember. It's my favorite painting of all time, the Arnolfini wedding. That's not vaginal or phallic. Both is a wedding. Wedding night. Put the penis in the vagina. Okay, so what about Caravaggio? <laughs> Death of about. Christ. Okay, so maybe religious painting might be an exception. I'm not sure if it's all the time. I, I want you to find this professor. I don't even remember who what his name was. That's why he's a professor. Let's just put it this way. He, he, no, no, no. Whatever you learned I in really, that class, all right, you It was just, just an offhand it. comment. Let's get back into the comic. I don't really care. <laughs> Your professor's an idiot. Right. All right, so then the lady, an older lady, comes in to talk to the younger lady. And basically talks, gives her, like, a pep talk. <laughs> if by pep talk you mean discouraging, depressing advice. <laughs> And then it ends up saying that she will 
hurl herself into the pitch of the night. And at this point, the screen fades to just the night sky and the stars. And I gotta say, I like the different color because we're out in the country now. Right. So the yellow tint that's been in the night sky and every it's issue gone. so far is gone. I really, really appreciated that. Anyway, I thought it was also that they, they end the sentence of hurling yourself into the night just with a dialogue bubble on top of a night sky with nothing else. It so is that nice. was cool. And then, aha, we were both almost right. <laughs> you remember from issue one, we both speculated that the Han or in the book of the hand was either a book or referring to the person that guarded the book. Turns out it's both. Right. Uh, so basically these women have whatever Japanese letters are called all over their bodies. And in these bodies are the, the book of the hand or the han, as it's called. So this lady is pouring stuff. Um, what? How did you take this? She like has a little bottle of liquid and she's pouring it on her arm. Is she erasing? No. Like is this like she's like this young girl got all the tattoos and so now this old woman's gonna like go back to normal? Is that what you got? Or did you get something else? The only thing I could think of is with all those tattoos It's itchy. <laughs> well, I was gonna say her skin's probably dried out and so she probably has to take care of it and so maybe it's some sort yeah. of keep the letters vibrant so they yeah, don't fade. Incense or okay. or oil the sort of not incense, oil. That it's right. some kind of oil on her skin. All right. So you don't think it gets passed down then? Now, I, was, I was looking at the age difference and thinking about the fact that these people will all eventually die. Right. But they're, they're sisters, right? At I mean, some I point she caught, well, it may I wasn't be sure if they meant like sisters or like. Sisters it, and brotherhood. As a part of, yeah, sisterhood thing. Yeah, I, I wasn't real sure. We don't really know exactly how this, this book works, but we do know now that the book actually refers to people. Now, what I find interesting is, and we're just going to take note of it right now, the older woman's tattoos are very dark. Well, I'm wondering if that has to do with the liquid she's rubbing on. Are they darken over time, maybe? Well, I don't know. Or maybe the other, cause, well, let's, let's kind of skip ahead here. We see the lady stands up and disrobes the younger girl, and her tattoos are almost a reddish-brownish color. Yeah. Almost like a henna. Yeah. Is that what you call that, right? Yeah. I'm wondering if that's supposed to represent, the, like, you, know, you get the feeling she just started this undertaking because all this advice is about how lonely you're entering this lonely life, but it's worth it. You're really important, but, you know, you'll be by yourself and isolated. So you get the feeling this is a pretty new ordeal for her, like a step she's taking. So I'm wondering if the difference in the colors is just to kind of try to show that one set of tattoos is fresh and one is... Not so. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it would really necessarily look like that, but they just intentionally colored them different, not to be realistic, but to make a point. Right. Maybe. I don't know. I do think it was weird, though, because when, when she first stands up with this robe, we get a close-up on the back of her thighs. And to me, like, this panel looked artistically very different than everything else that we've seen in the first four issues. It, it does, but I It looks gritty. It. Yeah, I liked it too, but it looks just a lot grittier, thicker inks. But then I think it's really, because it looks like they really, when we go to the next panel, it like zooms out. Yeah. And you see the girl standing with a, a sash very conveniently covering her uh, butt cheeks. And I like how the moon's like behind her. It, this it looks really cool. page is awesome. Right. The way her robe falls out of the frame. 
Yes. Yeah, it's it looks just, cool. It's so cool. Yeah, this is actually one of my favorite panels in the issue. Actually, this one is my favorite to date. Wow. All right. It's very striking for sure. But what I was going to say, though, if you go back, the panel before, the close-up literally is just a close-up. Like, they yeah. just cut a section out of this frame and zoomed it. I'm wondering almost if kind of the rougher look is just, like, they kind of intentionally lost a little bit of fidelity when they zoomed in. Possibly. It all depends on how they actually build these right. these comics. Yeah. If it was built um, in the computer, they can zoom in on it and you would see all the crispness. But if they penciled it and scanned it right. and then zoomed in on it, yeah, you're going to lose a lot of that crispness. Right. And I'm wondering if what looks like thicker inks on the close-up is really just because they had to make more inks in the... Uh, to be noticed in the in the full scene. Uh, I have because we haven't had real thick inks in this series no. so far. Um, I I I have theories on this, but I I don't want to bore people with my <laughs> okay. with my theories. <laughs> All right, I'm sure somebody would be interested. You want to give like the highlights? Um, if you if you look at the close up, if it's no good, I'll cut it out. Okay, <laughs> I'll be edited. Um, if you look at the highlights, they're very crisp, and I hate how you can't zoom in. Right. But sort of like the white highlights are very, very crisp, just with a hair of a rough edge. And it makes me wonder if, you know, like, so the the industry standard is Adobe Illustrator. And so you can paint with brushes. Right. And it, it does create this sort of grittiness. And, but also when you scale things, it keeps that grittiness as well. So if they wanted in the panel right after it to appear as if it's been penciled in and then zoom in on it, Adobe will keep the grittiness of that right. uh, pencil. Yeah, I don't know if Marvel uses Adobe or not. But. Yeah, it, it and like you they said, could. I, I mean, I don't know that they don't. I'm not trying to say that. I well, just, and I've been, I, I have no idea. I'm behind. I've been meaning to actually research, like, what's the industry standard in a comic book? Like, right. what's the process in which they do all this? Um, and I just haven't done it yet. But I am curious. If anybody out there happens to know, feel free yeah, to Yeah, if there's anybody in. Uh, either in the industry or familiar with it, I'd, I'd like to hear some of that. Because so. right now I'm just, as an artist, taking a stab in the dark of what they're right. doing. All right, so then we get our title, Wolverine, Japan's Most Wanted, further obscuring her buttocks. <laughs> then we get our credits page, which are They do love the use of the colon, don't they? <laughs> There's a lot of colon in this, yeah. All right, so then we switch to Silver Samurai in the snow, and he's talking about how awesome all his new ninja stuff is. It actually gets a little techie. Yeah, you know, he I talk, like He is very, like specific on how all the technology works and we see wolverine actually in person or last issue was pretty much all about saber tooth so wolverine's down on a ledge below the silver samurai in the snow and wolverine gets his like cocky grin on his face as he's looking up at the silver samurai and he talks about how all this technology works really well but as it turns out it runs hot and then we see wolverine kind of look over to the side and we see a footprint in the snow with like a melting sound like it's and uh, it says, a real problem, talking about the hot technology, a real problem when it snows in the spring. And we see ninjas, invisible ninjas, walking around in the snow, leaving footprints. And Wolverine is kind of, I don't know, he has this real smug look on his face. And uh, Silver Samurai says, this old fart's luck is a thing to behold. 
Like even when, even when we got him like supposedly beat with the upper hand, like stuff still falls in his favor. Yeah. So, so Wolverine kind of talks some smack to Silver Samurai. I like we get a lot of really close up with the characters this issue where they're really big in the frame, and you really get to really see Paco's really like clean, clear artwork and or line work. I mean, and the colors and. Yeah, he's got some amazing work in the, uh, I don't know what you'd call that, but that little tube that runs down. Yeah, the part of Silver Samurai's armor that's flexible looks really detailed. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it is. does look really great. And so then we get a nice kind of zoom out, and we see Logan like from Silver Samurai's perspective, so looking down, and we see several sets of footprints around him that we know are ninjas. And Wolverine calls him the Silver Samurai's ninja chaperones. And he's got his claws out now. And then suddenly the ninjas pop into view when you flip the screen. With their bug zapper uh, samurai swords. Yes, the bug zapper lightsaber swords. And we get nice... There's a lot of bugs out there tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's just the snowflakes landing on them. Oh. Evaporating. And Wolverine kind of scowls. Uh, The ninjas look really cool too with their Invisa armor. Yeah. Looks, looks really nice. Kind of the, because Silver Samurai is kind of, well, they're kind of all future, ro- well, that's because we're seeing them come into view. Oh, okay. I like that effect a lot. I do too. They're not fully solid yet, or fully see, you can't fully see them yet. They're full, and they're not fully corporal, corporal, nah, I can't. Well, they are, because their bodies have been there the whole time. They're no longer invisible. Anyway, oh, so I was going to say, because Silver Samurai is pretty much all like, armor modern like robotic but i like kind of the mix on the ninjas where they have this futuristic tech stuff like in their mask and their gloves and stuff but they also still have some classic ninja garb on with that so it's a really cool look i like it a lot very nice design work by paco then we can get a cool scene where the ninjas start jumping at wolverine again with the red and yellow action line backgrounds and I like how Wolverine just, uh, he gets a grin and just he smiles as the ninjas come at him. Like he's ready to have some fun. And then we zoom out to an awesome panel of Wolverine slicing and dicing some ninjas. And I like like the action movie like bloodline. Like as he swings his claw around like the blood makes like an arc. Yeah. It looks really cool. I kind of was hoping they would have done some motion with that. But maybe they feel like it was either too graphic or... I don't there's know. a well. There's already a lot going on. Yeah, you've got the Silver Samurai jumping off the building. Yeah, he's jumping down to join in the fracas. Yeah, you've got two ninjas. One's being hurled one way. One you can't tell if he's jumping or being yeah. knocked around. I wouldn't have wanted the motion oh. lines. <laughs> I think this panel in itself is beautiful. Yeah, no, it's a fantastic panel. This to me was my other candidate for favorite panel. Like it, was between, it was between those two for me. It's because Wolverine looks like a badass. He's taking out two ninjas at once. Silver Samurai's about to come in the action. Wolverine's pose is really cool. And this is really clean and clear. The colors are great again. Yeah, just a great panel. Then we see Wolverine's eyes look behind him as Silver Samurai is jumping behind him. And then Silver Samurai throws his laser bug zapper sword into the ground. And we see it go into the roof or into the ledge. And Wolverine kind of jumps back to not get hit. 
I mean, just because you have a healing factor doesn't mean you want to intentionally get hurt. Right. <laughs> so he jumps out of the way. Silver Samurai grabs his sword as he lands and tries to hit Wolverine, and Wolverine crosses his claws in defense in front of his face. And I like how the blade, like, gets between, not only between, like, the sets of claws, but actually between the claws on the individual hands. Like, Yeah, I love that and the... um. The sort of like electric rays that are shooting yes, off the yes, sword. Yes, that looks fantastic. Almost like a spark yes. as it hits the adamantium in it's, particular. I, I thought that was brilliantly done. Yes. And not phallic. <laughs> well, I don't know. The crisscross of the claws oh, is kind of vaginal. <laughs> just move on. I like how the, the edges of the frame are blurred. Oh, that was cool. They do this thing again where they do a scene between the two faces. Kind of that spaghetti western samurai thing again, which I really like. You have Wolverine on the left with his claw in front of his face. You have Silver Samurai on the right. Then between them is a scene of where the sword was. And you see like a crack in the ground. And when you change the frame, some of the crack falls out. So you see like, uh uh-oh, there's a hole below them. That can't be good news. Silver Samurai effed up. I don't think he did. I think he did this on purpose. You think? Yes, I do. So then everybody falls through the roof. I like how it looks shaky. Yeah. Like the very center of them is in focus, but everything else is is shaky looking. It looks really cool. And this, we get another great just full screen of them falling into like this courtyard inside. Yeah, it's awesome. The the vi- the action lines of them falling down look great. We have the uh, purple flower tree again and some green trees that kind of make the lower border and the side borders on the frame looks really cool. And you have some ice and snow and glass falling in with them. It looks really, really cool. I like this panel a lot. And we go all black with a crash. And Wolverine gets up, but the screen is faded. Yeah, it's like... um. It's tinted down. Yeah. Like, I don't know if this is supposed to represent, like, Wolverine kind of losing his bearings a little bit, which wouldn't make sense from the fall. I kind of took it as, like, the building's not inhabited at the moment, and so the, it's dark. The lights are set on motion detectors? I think so. Okay, I, I'll buy that. That's kind of a cool idea. Our like, when you go in a bathroom at work and it's, yeah. the light flips on. Most of them, the light does flip on, and Wolverine kind of gr- scowls and growls. And then it gets a little brighter. Yeah, then it, okay, I think you're right. I think it's the lights coming on. Good call. Yeah. And so Silver Samurai starts talking to Logan, and basically says that all these years of killing ninjas, of fighting your good fight, you were just doing our dirty work for us. You made all this possible. Talking about Sabretooth being in charge and the ninja losing their honor. I guess as he thinned the ranks and killed the leaders, it was easier for lesser ninjas to take over. I don't know, maybe. Something like that. Yeah, I guess that's the theory he's going for. So Wolverine gets a Badass of the Year award? I guess. Or he created this monster, like a Dr. Frankenstein award. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) But I like these super cloaky ninjas. The color where they're not... I don't know. I can't tell if it's a different uniform or just an artistic interpretation of them popping back into view. But they're very, like, just a gray form. And you see their eyes and their swords... It looks a lot, I don't know if people remember, when Tom McFarlane used to draw stuff in the shadows, it had that very, like, flat but also 3D look that was all, like, just outlines and grays and blues and stuff. It looks kind of like that. Reminds me of that. So, 
Anyway, uh, Silver Samurai keeps taunting Wolverine. He says, The Wolverine, eternal scourge of the hand, the man who destroyed the Shinobi warrior classes, the fiend who raised the Temple of the Hun, which I was like, hmm, what's that? But we'll find out in a minute. Well, the Han is what the they Han, talked about. Yeah, the book. Yeah. But Wolverine doesn't know about it. So, but he is the fiend who raised in the temple. Oh. Uh, something just clicked for you, didn't yes. it? Yes. Okay. So then Silver Samurai shows off his rocket boots again. And he uh, flies away from Wolverine. I, I really like this screen. I got a little confused with the action at first. But that said, it looks really cool. Basically, it's a very, like, um, what's, what people's faces are supposed to be asymmetrical. Symmetrical. It's a very asymmetrical, <laughs> like, when playing, what's it, is it Password or $2,000 Pyramid? Yes. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, it's a very, a bunch of asymmetrical frames with some jagged, like, black between them. It looks really cool. Basically, Silver Samurai runs away. Wolverine tries to escape, but he gets stabbed in the shoulder, and that just pisses him off. And then he gets shot, and we get one of those things where his face changes on frame again, and his eyes and mouth get really wide, and get like an electric chain. That with barbed points on it. Yeah, and it catches him around the neck, and they pull him back onto the balcony. That's got to hurt. And as he lands on the balcony... The hand guy stabs him through the chest with the bug zapper, consequently breaking his own wrist, it looks like. <laughs> Angle on that's kind of funky. He has it right. It's just, it. it's awkward. Anyway, this panel looks really cool as the ninja reels Wolverine with the chain with one hand and then stabs him through the, through the chest with the other hand. From the back, by the way. So the sword is sticking out in the front of him. And Wolverine's like, ugh. And the bug zapper is still sticking through him. Yeah, it's choking him. Some really nice art here. Then we get a cool snicked where half the page is just black with a big yellow snicked. Then the other half of the page. You see that? Yeah, so that is is from the previous panel, which is a close-up of Wolverine's hand grabbing the chain, trying to grab the chain from the ninja. And he pops one claw. It is not the middle finger claw. No, it's not. And I actually missed this on the phone when I read it on my phone for the first time. But his claw doesn't just attack the ninja but it goes through the control on his wrist which i'm assuming is controlling the chain yeah, or like or at least electrifying it or whatever that would be my right. assumption or actually i took it as it controlled him okay like because of what happens next when well, he panics because he doesn't want to fry himself and um he lets go of the chain wolverine starts to get away and the guy's like ah, 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 and his wrist is starting to spark it's about to blow up Wolverine starts to dive off of the balcony. Sword's still in him. Go Wolverine. And we get like, a, like almost a lightning storm coming out of this guy's hand. It looks really cool. Like it's shooting at the people around him. Yeah. Like almost, they're all trying to bail. Yeah, everyone's trying to bail out. Then we get a nice uh, Michael Bay type explosion behind Wolverine as he flies off the balcony. So that, that ninja went boom. <laughs> boom shakalaka I like how the explosion obviously is colored but also the whole background changes color to kind of to reflect the explosion it looks really cool again I don't know how they do these but it's overlaid on the art from the panel before right. yes so, even with the same blur yeah because you can still see yeah, the you, silver samurai if you look closer and you ninja. see all the details yeah. except for the ninja that blew up yeah he went he boom gone. he went boom boom and then it goes black 
And I did the exact same dumbass thing I did last time. <laughs> on your iPad died? Yes. <laughs> I think I actually like kind of shook it, you know, like an Etch-a-Sketch. Right. What's up? Turn back on. And then I went, oh. And I hit the side. Well, then we go to our closing scene, which I guess is sometime, I guess the opening scene was in the past sometime. Because now we're in the present and it's snowing. So we get a, like a reflection of the same scene. The girl sitting in the same place, but now it's snowing. Then kind of showing that her life is very monotonous. Yeah, she like, goes out and stares outside. Mm-hmm. But it's a really cool panel. So then uh, the older woman comes in and she looks a little distraught. She looks like she had a bad makeup day. Yeah. And then the young girl turns around and says, Sacred sister? That's why I think it's just... Part of the oh, organization. A sisterhood. Yeah. And then, uh oh. She got some claw marks. She got three claw marks in her chest and stomach. She tells the other girl, Osen, to run, child, save yourself. So it's like Wolverine found the Han. Looks like it. And the girl runs up. And so I guess they're both Han. That's why I was wondering if it was supposed to be passed down. Because the uh, young girl says, hey, sacred Han, to the older girl. But earlier, the older woman called the young girl Han. Said, you are now the Han. So I don't know. May, or maybe there's just always, like, multiple chapters. I don't know. But, or it may be that woman's so old that they have to. And, that's okay, what I'm saying. So like maybe, they pass yeah. it down. Yeah. So mm. maybe those light red marks weren't. That's where they need to tattoo her. Oh. Like, she's not fully tattooed. I think, tattooed. Her. I think yeah. she wouldn't be by this point. But maybe in that first scene. Yeah, yeah. maybe so. I mean, it was like, this is where the tattoos go kind of thing. Right. All right, that's, I'll buy that. That's possible for sure. But then we see, oh, wait, it wasn't Wolverine. It was a hand with... A, a hand zapper claw. <laughs> yes, with three bug zapper Wolverine claws. So this Which, ninja killed his fellow ninjas? It looks that way. It looked like he killed the ninjas that were guarding the Han. Okay. And then the the older woman, as she's dying in her dying breath, says, protect Protect the Han. And we see the attacker in silhouette now. So he looks really badass standing over his uh, fellow dead ninjas. With his bug zapper claws. Yes. Ooh. And she says, protect the book as we get a close-up on her ugly dying face. (laughs) Blood coming out of her mouth as obviously she was stabbed in vital organs. To be continued. Okay. So remember, Silver Samurai was talking about all the things Wolverine did to help them. Right. And the last thing he says, he calls him the man who raised the Temple of the Han. Yes. So, I feel like we're supposed to believe that this is another frame-up of Wolverine. Well, obviously. They set him up to kill the counselor, and now they're trying to set him up to have destroyed the Book of the Han. Now, my question is, I think there might be a couple of options, but why do you think they would set him up to destroy their book or to get rid well, of it. Well, because then, okay, so hang on. Because the hand are already, like, they're outlaws. They're, they're getting a break because the government just hired them to track down Wolverine only because the government feels like they can't catch Wolverine by themselves. Right, okay, but my question is the original hand ninjas protected the book of Han, right? Because well, the they, hand ninjas still protect the book of, the, of Han. Right, but that's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to, to build my background. Okay. So the hand ninjas... This is like their book. Like the chapter is called the Book of the Hand. Okay, but so I'm we, thinking it's like their teachings. Their right, but you know what? I I think Sabretooth is behind it because he's trying to 
He's just trying to break everything down and run it his okay, way. Okay, so you think he's trying to destroy the history of the hand? I think he is. I'm, I'm thinking... And blend that on Wolverine 2? Yeah. Basically, okay. like... So look, not only is he wanted by the government but, and the ninjas that are happy to kill him because they hate him, but now he's also... I mean, that makes sense. I don't really know if the hand need any more motivation to kill Wolverine than they already have. Well, I think but, he's he's trying to go after any little stragglers. Okay. That would... Sabertooth, you mean? Right. Yeah, okay. That, you know, would maybe wake up one day and realize this isn't what we want to do anymore. Yeah. Or, wait, everything on this girl is tattooed. It's against... Like, Sabertooth doesn't embody any of that. Right. <laughs> Which, I would still be a little bit of a stretch because the hand's been pretty corrupt for a long time. Or, but. for all we know, what's tattooed on her is some, like, secret roadmap to wondrous riches that the hand has stored up for years and years and years. Well, or right. some sort of but magical, mystical. As, as the leader of the hand would have access to that, like, unquestionably. I guess the part, I'm just trying to figure out why does he want people to think that Wolverine uh, killed, the, killed the Han book people. I'm going to go back to my first thing. He's just okay, trying he's to trying find to any the straggler. Pot. Well, that, I think he's trying to kill the history because if there's no history to fall back on, then there's nothing to rebel against. Right. You know what I mean? If there's no yeah. other way of thinking. That makes sense. Well, we already know, we we know from the Savage Wolverine storyline that the hand is not super happy with uh, Wilson Fisk controlling the American side of it. Right. Probably because he's an American. And Sabretooth is also not Japanese. So there may be right. some like, like he's also a gaijin dog. So, you know, there may be an aspect that there are some factions of the hand that would want to remove him. Right. We know that uh, Kojima was not happy with his leadership. Right. So there can be others. So that, I mean, that's possible. So um, over under on whether uh, in the process of saving this girl, Wolverine, and this, this young book of the Han girl become involved in some way. Oh, gosh. That's a tough call because, you know, Wolverine's sort of like James Bond. <laughs> right. So I think the probability is high. Yes. But at the same time, if she's very sacred, he may actually, like, have some Honor self-control. Right. Yeah, he might. But he still might have, and they still might get in a situation where even they don't consummate, there's still, like, an emotional. The, there probably will be an, an emotional attachment right. somewhere. I'm just trying to figure out if there's going to be a love interest in this story or not. I have the feeling this 13-issue thing is going to run kind of like the course that a movie would. I feel like each book is kind of been like a scene. Right. Some of them had multiple scenes. Like the last issue of Sabretooth was like the scene from a movie where you meet the bad guy. You see his inner operations, whatever. So I'm just kind of wondering, looking for some typical movie traits in the comic. I'm trying not to. I'm trying to... And they can turn it on his ear for sure. I mean, that's right. definitely a possibility. I'm trying not to view it as a movie just because in a way you can get you get too wrapped up in the gimmicks rather than the storyline. Right. right. So I'm trying to not, even though sometimes it's hard. Right. So what did you think about it? Okay, so this the Digicom. The Digicom. Has not let me down yet. No, it really hasn't. I literally like the the minute I read it and I get to the end, it's like no, we can't <laughs> stop now. Yeah, almost every issue has had some something that like piques your interest for the next one like immediately at the end. Well it's not necessarily they haven't all necessarily been cliffhangers per se. Right. But they've all like 
there's been a carrot at the end of every issue. Well, and I think that's what I think. One of the things that I think is brilliant with this comic is that they don't give you the whole cookie. They no, kind of give you. definitely have the trail of Hansel and Gretel right through the forest. Well, and and that's the thing is, it's not a breadcrumb, and it doesn't force you to remember things, and then you know you piece them together as you go along. It gives you something. And then it may not give you the answer for one issue or the next issue. But by the third issue, the way they bring up probably the one thing you've been questioning is brilliant because it's not like they're forcing right. forcing not, it down your throat. And it's not shoehorned into the comic. It feels very organic. Right. And, yeah. and so that's what I think is brilliant about this. And, and also, you know, like I said on one of the, the podcasts is that I kind of keep waiting for it to... Not yet. And it I have to hasn't. really commend everybody working on this book. The consistency of the quality yes. in these first four issues has been amazing. And that goes to, to the writing, the art, yeah. the colors... Uh, the letters and uh, Scott Hanna officially inker on this one. I think he had just been the other artist on some of the stuff. And I had said he was probably inking, but now he gets the credit. Man, the, the people doing the effects, uh, the guy doing the layouts, like everything has just been super it's consistent and a super high quality. And the thing just, it looks pretty. It's just, it's really clean and bright and colorful. And when it varies from that, it's to a point in the story. And, and just, it's just a very good looking well, product. And, you know, I'll admit. Well, you but know, not so polishy that it's annoying. No, and I think that's what's brilliant about it is, you know, when we do the other podcasts and you have your paper comic and I have the iPad, I think we've, you know, mentioned you've liked the brightness sometimes from the iPad and I've liked the the actual paper right you know but yes there's a color difference and i think as an artist you kind of have to you know your medium but you also know it's being digitally reproduced and so there's sort of this middle ground you kind of have to fall under but with the digicom if they're not printing it they know exactly their medium and so they're building everything for the medium and they're picking the colors for that and it's just it's brilliant and it's gorgeous and well you remember gorgeous. that the the colors on the first issue was yes. Israel Silva who's been doing them all but it, it was also the colorist in the first one was also Marte Gracia right remember I kind of pointed out that I thought maybe they were in the same school of color I need to show you the work Gracia did on all new X-Men and uncanny x-force because you get this same kind of brightness on the paper too and so some of it is just his and apparently silva also this their their style manner discipline whatever of coloring just it it fits really well in the digital medium especially but it also looks really really great on paper and really pops off the page well and he could he's one of the few colorists that I would consider like following him as a colorist. You know, like there's lots of writers and artists and they go to a book I don't necessarily buy, I'll probably pick it up because I follow that creator. Right. Like he's he's one of the few colorists that I would consider like checking out a book just because I knew he was coloring it. I could see that. I've I've just there's little things and I don't always share them on the podcast, just little things that I notice here and there with how colors are used. Right. That I just think are flipping brilliant and right. i know i know why they're used i know it's a visual trick for certain things and that's what i find amazing about all of this right is it doesn't look like they're forced 
it, it doesn't look like they did it in two days time and no, selling it, it. It looks very, a very painstaking process. Yeah. I appreciate that. Cause Hey, we're paying for this stuff. I want it to look like yeah. they worked hard on it. And these, everybody working on this book looks like they're working hard. So, okay. So, uh, don't think there's any question, but uh, what are you going to rate this book? Oh, it's totally getting one claw. Yeah, I thought so. Are you going to say that every issue? Oh, that it's totally getting one claw? Yeah, and then go, oh, just kidding. No, then I, I guess I have to stick with my one claw. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to give it three out of three claws. This is a part four of Wolverine Japan's Most Wanted, and I, I give it three out of three claws. I give it three out of three. Yeah. Story just it keeps my interest, and I'm very much into it. I will be sad when it's over. I kind of will, too. I'll be glad to not have to do two episodes a week. <laughs> <laughs> Unless Logan pops in. Right. Oh, speaking of which. What? Should we do our uh, I Found Logan? What? Oh, oh. All right. So where's Logan? Special news News fl- bulletin, special bulletin. That's what I'm looking for. So here we have a special breaking news of where's Logan and where is he? Well, he's in Despicable Me too. I've not been able to confirm this, but <laughs> yeah. So I, my eyes could be playing tricks on me, but you know, we went and took Ethan to go see Despicable Me too. I just went for myself. Oh, I don't know okay. what you're talking about. Anyway, if anyone has seen it, there is a scene in the mall when uh, they're arresting the little. Uh, what is he, the wig guy? The eagle, eagle sham or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. they're arresting him. And uh, the scene is of Gru and he's talking to his, you know, new sidekick. And in the background of the mall, there's all these like posters and shops and whatnot. I'm pretty sure that in the background is a Wolverine poster. For the movie. For the movie. Yeah. It has, you know, the silhouette of somebody with their hands out it's and one the, the cityscape. Yeah, one of the first promo posters, the not the white and black one, but the color one where he's um, kind of like in the alley or whatever. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. it. I mean, it was out of focus and obviously there's no name on it. But when I saw it, my first thought was, the Wolverine poster is in Despicable Me too. <laughs> right. So that wraps up our special news bulletin of Where's Logan? All right. So let's do all the uh, obligatory plug stuff. Uh, please leave an iTunes review. Um, like the Facebook page. You can search for the podcast that goes snicked. Or the URL is facebook.com slash snicked podcast fan page. I would, all right. I'd like, if at all possible... For you guys that are out there listening, let's try to get 20 likes before episode 50. What are we on? 44? 45? 14 or 15? No, what episode are oh, we on? Oh, this is episode 45. Okay, so you got five episodes, I, yeah, people. Yeah, it's a couple of weeks. So um, really, we have 16 likes at the moment. So if we get four more, which is a like an episode, right? then booyah, we did it. Yeah, and plus, you know... Uh, you want to you want to be around for the fiftieth episode. It's going to be pretty cool. It's going to be both the fiftieth episode, which is pretty cool, and I didn't really know if I'd ever actually do this for fifty episodes when I started. It'll also be kind of the um, the birthday celebration of the podcast first first birthday. So it's first claw. Yeah, yeah, sure. First first time I popped those claws. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's uh, phallic and vaginal. <laughs> right. So, 
Um, what else? Uh, the actual website, uh, if you want to see show notes and stuff, is uh, snickcast.podbean.com. Uh, Twitter at snickcast. Email snickcast at yahoo.com. And that's going to do it. Let's get out of here. Um, Till next time, hugs and snicks. Bye. Bye.